This is MMA Love, Love from America, our podcast in English. I am Matt, your co-host. And with that entrance, let's welcome the host of our show, the Ouroboros conquering and swell admiring fellow fight brethren from Seattle, Luke. Hi, Luke. How are you, how are you doing? Good morning, pal. I'm, I'm warm. I got my blankie. I'm keeping, <laughs> I'm keeping toasty. I'm excited to do this. That sounds, that sounds like the setup you need for a fight uh, MMA podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we, we won't go into the weather today, but... No weather talk uh, today? Um, no weather talk today, nothing to report. I'm just, I'm, I'm happy we, we talked a little beforehand and I, I found out we have, we have more than two fans that listen to the show and, and, and I know who they are and it's just, it warms, it warms my heart. So I'm warm on the inside and I've got my blankie to be warm on the outside. It's actually amazing um, to see the numbers coming in. I'm really, really excited and glad that some of you enjoy the show. Um, you know where to listen, you know where to subscribe and please do that. Please tell people about our show if you like it. If you have questions, things you want Luke and myself to discuss or go into, uh, feel free to send the messages on the um, usual platforms, instagram.com slash MMA Love Podcast, facebook.com slash MMA Love Podcast or MMA-Love.com. One of our listeners actually wanted us to do a new segment and I'll just propose that here if you have any fight with the stipulation that it has to um, have a rule set and two willing participants that's what we agreed on, yeah. on, on selling so that you don't, don't send us street fights or bomb fights it's not funny um, now now I'm sure that someone will send us a street fight I mean, or bomb it's, it's funny to think about them sending them to us now yeah, that you say that <laughs> um, send, us, send us a fight you want us to go into it can, can be old or new it doesn't matter can it be any rule set uh, Luke and I will watch it and give you, give you our thoughts it It can be Genki Sudo versus Butterbean. It was sanctioned. For example. We have so. the usual uh, segments we try to go through. The restart the sport segment where we talk about real and actual fights. Then we'll go into MMA Gossip Boys and have the Luke segment at the end. So, yeah, why don't we start and go into the first segment with this short sound clip. This is CTE Island. This ain't Fight Island. I think it's quite appropriate because we were going into um, UFC Blades versus Lewis. Mm -hmm. Give you the fights to watch, um, things to avoid, <laughs> and especially the undercard was the CTE undercard of the of the year, CTE prelims of the year with five TKOs and KOs. So, uh, Luke, tell us about this card. This card, this card was exciting to watch. Um, especially going into it with pretty low expectations. I don't have a ton of faith in heavyweight fights. It's either going to be real slow plotting and I'm going to do something else for 15 minutes or it's going to be super exciting and quick. And we got the we got the latter on, I think, all of these. Yeah, I think all of these, this, this card, which probably means the main event next week is going to be 15 minutes of plotting, but we'll see. Can it be? Um, can it, can it be the next Derek Lewis against Francis Ngannou? I certainly had. It certainly could be. It absolutely <laughs> could be. What? But what's? What's? Which fight stood out for you? Which fight stood out for me on this card was probably Lewis versus Blade Blades. B 
because Lewis is just it, it's such like it's such a meme fighter. I, I don't understand how he can he seems so like he seems like he would like to do anything else at this point sometimes. Other times he seems like he's just on and on and ready to go. But this this fight he even talked about it afterwards. He was like, I could not could not get my body going. I could not get into it. And I just had to wait for that for that shovel uppercut um, because we knew he was going to strike. So I just trained that for six weeks and through that. Got and I'm not sure. Like, you're never sure with, with Derek Lewis if he's serious with, with all the stuff he says. He said he wanted to wrestle um, Blades. He said he wanted to. He, he wasn't motivated. He doesn't want a title shot. But it has to be half-half, hasn't it? Uh, he's always he he hates doing the media. He's always just fucking around and entertaining himself. I'm sure he finds it completely boring and tedious, as anyone would. So he just gets up there and says whatever he thinks will make will be funny and entertain himself. Yeah, you can't um, you can't blame him for for most of the questions. The the media or so called media or fans or who or whoever mm-hmm. they put into attendance um, ask it's it's not fun to answer it. I think I think Lewis being terrifying was my number one top line, and my number two top line is Tagoni is a trash referee and had a really bad night, really really bad night as a ref. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and I, it, like to the degree that I have notes here about asking you about being a ref. I guess for background, we should say you are you are a ref. You ref amateur MMA shows, and you and I have talked privately a number of times about positioning and what a ref has to do and what a ref has to look out for. But one thing I've never asked you about, I don't think that I remember is when a fighter is blatantly ignoring your instruction, how many warnings do you give them before you separate the fighters, stop the action and perhaps take a point? I mean, it depends on what what the fighter is actually doing. If he's if he's blatantly fouling, you can take a point straight away. You don't you don't even have to give out a warning. They most of the refs on the high level they give too many warnings from my point of view. If it's if it's something like like fence grabbing and you warn you warn a guy, you can maybe warn him twice, but then you have to be strict and take a point. It's it's so not how many. How many points would you have taken from Haas? Probably just one, right? I mean, after you take one, I've never, I've, I'm, I'm, I refed over hundred fights in the last one and a half years, and I haven't, I haven't had to take more than one point because never after you take the two point, points from a fighter. No, they just get it. They get it together after. There that. is something in the IMMAF rule set that you can take two points for a really blatant. Blatant, blatant foul. For you... our for our three American listeners, the IMMAF is the organization you're a part of. It's an amateur MMA federation and based in Europe primarily. Or all no, over? it's it's a it's a Bahrain uh, thing. But it's 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 IMMAF is the um what 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 would uh, what do you say? It's the thing they want to try to get MMA recognized and be Olympic and have proper insurance, blah, blah, blah. Be like a like kind of a governing body of yes, the sport yes, so the amateurs can go to the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. So you could basically take two points away, but you'd never have to do it because the fighters are not dumb. They know that they can do two or three things which might not be... For a ref, it's difficult to discern if it's on ac- by accident or if you do it by intent. 
It's mm -hmm. quite difficult to say. So you don't try to discern from the, these two things. If someone does a foul, you take a point away. You give a warning or you take a point away. So after you take mm -hmm. one point away, it's done. You don't have to do it another time. The fighters know by then. So three things happen. I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't harp on this much after this. <laughs> Tagoni, Tagoni was in a couple fights. Tagoni was involved in a couple fights that really you don't need to go back and watch unless you want to just be frustrated by him. He, he, the, I think it was the first fight. Uh, should have been stopped way sooner than it was. Um, and let the guy take a lot of unanswered blows. And then in another fight between Casey O'Neill and Shayna Dobson, uh, Casey O'Neill was basically doing a dog paddle hammer fist action and not really doing any damage, but Dobson wasn't answering back. And was she, was, she was basically not even... Trying to get ha out. But, hardly moving air with these punches. Yeah. It, it was ridiculous. Dude, dog, dog paddle hammer fist. Yeah, <laughs> I, I took a couple screenshots because I was just dying laughing. It was like, you could... You could frame with one arm and then just drill her with the other arm, but no, we're gonna sit on mount and dog paddle hammer fist and not do any damage. That so, I, I I really can't comprehend why you would do that in a fight or how you even how you even think she because she she also looked up to Donioni and and looked at him and said, "Hey, look, I I'm hitting her," but that was actually not super bad by Tonioni not to stop it right there because that these punches I, I think I didn't I think no none of them even hit. Um, yeah, they were all striking the guard. It's, yeah, it was ridiculous. Stri striking the guard, striking alongside. So you don't stop that, or do no. you stop that when no. Dobson doesn't? No, doesn't just basically doesn't move. No, from from my standpoint, um, she she wasn't. Um, I mean, she wasn't. Oh, that's that's the English. Now it's now it's getting difficult. But she wasn't moving to the side or just just hiding her head. She was moving around. She was going left and right. She was, trying to, she was still trying to get out. She was she trying was to trying get out. To she, she just wasn't laying on her side like a baby. So she no. was providing what you would say is yes. intelligent defense. Yes. And if the fighter is providing intelligent defense, the fight doesn't get stopped. Intelligent defense, it, and and her opponent didn't hit her with anything. So why would you stop it? Right. Yep. From yeah. my from my standpoint, that's that's not meanwhile, no. Meanwhile, Vandera had to eat like I don't know yes, a dozen extra strikes. I'm sure uh, I have it on my avoid list for that from that card. You don't don't watch these fights; they they weren't that good. You can you can watch the whole prelims because all the all except one fight ended in a TKO or a KO. But Donioni, I think he wanted Vandera to die. I think he had something against that against that guy because he ate so many. Very hard shots. That guy actually was leaning to the side when he was on the floor. He wasn't. He wasn't moving. It's just just covering up and leaning leaning to the side, like looking away. That's also something I yeah. would I would watch yeah. if if a fighter starts to look away. Um, I had I had mm -hmm. one fight, one amateur fight, where the guy got hit by a very hard punch, and he turned around, like he really turned his yeah, back he, to the to the yeah, other guy. I think, and I stopped that, that fight. That. He I stopped that, that fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On on the, yep. the, the he was the, he was standing. But if if you're turning away like that, you you don't want to be in that fight. And Vendera yep. was on the floor, was getting brutalized by Spivak. And yeah, Donioni wanted to die. Wanted Vendera to die. I'm sure. Okay, horrible, let's get the bad stuff out of the way. Referee. What else is on? What else is on your avoid avoid list? <laughs> let's just get it. Let's just get. Let's get the bad. Let's do the bad. The bad medicine first. Yeah, and I we'll have Donioni uh, and the Vandera thing. I have Donioni also in the O'Neill versus Dobson fight, 
mm-hmm. uh, avoid that fight at all costs. It's it's nothing. It's it's really. <laughs> I barely can understand how you have full mount and generate zero significant offense, zero significant strikes, and um, focus yourself on acting, watching the ref. So double avoid on Tonioni. <laughs> um, avoid yeah. Minner versus Rosa. I, I just, I think I could have done anything else with that time. Um, <laughs> Kunitskaya versus Vieira was also something yeah. to avoid. Maybe you can you can find some ground and pound elbows at the end, very end, last minute. A I made it about two minutes into that one, and I opened the work laptop <laughs> and started doing started doing corporate emails. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I that's that's about that's about if you this. have to if you have to decide between doing corporate emails, which is basically the worst thing you can do with your life, or watch Kunitskaya mm-hmm. versus Vieira, um, do the corporate emails. You, you someone chose to do work on a Saturday instead of watch that <laughs> fight. Sorry, yeah. sorry, sorry. So that's I the know, avoid. I know I say I'll watch anything, but. What about the watch? How about Aspinall? Whoa, Aspinall. Um, yeah, how we cool knew. A car- how cool? How cool a customer is Tom Aspinall? <laughs> Maybe a bit too cool for my liking because um, he has no meaningful defense on the yeah. feet. The low, the low hands, the chin wide open, wide in front. Whoa, that's 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 not that's not a good start. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. Obviously, he could do it today against Arlovsky. It it, it worked, mm-hmm. um, but he's gonna get, he's I mean, gonna get fucked up by yeah, a striker that that was that was not good. Though. What I really did like in that fight is, um, <laughs> yeah, he he didn't he he had Arlovsky hurt, but he was just hitting the head. He was just swing and bang to the head, left, right, left, right. No varying, no body shots or low kicks to open Arlovsky up a bit. But what I really do like is um, the the fight ending sequence. He he did a blast mm-hmm. double, <laughs> and then he yep. he chose to do something not many people do, and that was very clever. And I I love I love seeing it, and I hope more people do it. He was not entering guard straight away. Um, he was he was doing the blast double, had um, Arlovsky on the fence, and then backed up a little bit and stood up so that he was in a perfect position to put in the choke. So and and reacted, reacted to reacted to snatching that choke, smooth, fast, <laughs> didn't even put hooks in. Just stood. He was standing on Arlovsky's leg, yeah, as he, a hook. Correct. A, I, I was calling it. I was calling it in our chat the heavyweight hook yeah. of just holding the guy down by standing on him. And oh, you, that's your neck. All right, I'm just going to grab this. Yeah, he stood on his foot. Arofsky also did a very bad um, beginner's mistake. He, he was po- he was he wanted to stand up, so he was posting with one hand. He wanted to help with his mm-hmm. hand standing he wasn't up. Protecting. So you have no no way of protecting your your neck. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a, a matter of fact that, like I said before, not many people do this. Blast double and not entering guard straight away, but standing up a bit. So Arlovsky thought, oh, okay, I can stand up. But Aspinall was moving already to his back and, and sunk, sunk in the choke. So, I, I loved it, yeah. So by standing up like that, Aspinall had a lot of different options available to him. He could, <laughs> if Arlovsky had stayed down and not used the space, he could have just started firing shots at him as well, yep. right? And since Arlovsky tried to stand up by posting on one arm, he turned away at the same time, yeah. allowing Aspinall to wrap his neck up really quick. Knees would and be an option there, so strikes. Yeah. I, don't, I don't expect that kind of 
that kind of fast change in pace from strike from wrestling to striking to grabbing a submission from heavyweights like that's the kind of stuff that excites me that i love about mma and i just don't really expect it from heavyweights so that that made it a really fun thing to see and watch for me i will defend aspinall's striking a little bit (laughs) i think he mentioned he got punched in the eye earlier in the fight like pretty pretty early in the fight and couldn't see very well and i sort of took that as like for him to, for that to happen and for him to just kind of keep his composure and still go for the blast double and win don't believe it don't believe it for a second that's a guy who fights you don't like that he got punched in the eye no but i, I, I don't believe don't. that that affected his abysmal guard and his abysmal defense <laughs> not no no chance that is a guy that fights like that all the time that is a guy that is maybe maybe one of the biggest or, or fastest guys in his gym um, I think he trains with um, Till, if I'm correct. But yeah, yep. yep. So yo, no, that I don't believe it for it's a where second. He gets all his, it's where he gets all his jokes from. <laughs> oh my god! But that's that's sure. That's is that is on my watch list. Aspinall versus Olovsky. That was a good fight. I think Olovsky wanted to go out a bit because that was a, a sequence of of bad mistakes. But that's sure. If you if you're interested, watch this fight. I I really enjoyed it. And the fight ending sequence, the blast double. That was perfect. That was really, really good. Good mm-hmm. MMA. It was awesome, awesome. Yeah, he didn't, and he didn't gas out. That was nope. his longest fight so far in the UFC, and he did not gas out and oh, I think go, he's go the way of so many heavyweights, heavyweight fights. So that's good. He talked in uh, another interview that he was. He talked in another interview in another on another podcast that he was fit as never before because he has no chance to go to a pub at the moment. <laughs> so that helped him those till jokes man it's good yeah, it's perfect it's good stuff you think you, you know, we're gonna pretend aspinall isn't out there hanging out with his mates and getting beers after he does the post-fight interview and tells uh bisping you'll see him later zoom training only baby <laughs> training only uh we talked about lewis versus Bla- blades uh some yeah um, but we have to go a bit deeper into that one tell me about it listen <laughs> okay. listen i got i got takes um, okay. Talking about talking about eye pokes, I I I think I'm not quite sure who the ref was. I think it was. I think it was Herb. Herb, that was very good. Um, he pointed pointed out to both of them not sticking their yeah. hands out. Um, uh, there is also a new meta coming out of this fight, the eye pokes. I think Derek was milking the eye pokes a bit. He was he was definitely hit mm-hmm. um, with one eye poke, but it wasn't a clear one because it was a slap by Blades. And if you rewatch the fight, or maybe you have seen it too, um, Blades actually did a lot of these open hand palm strikes. And I'm not quite sure why he did it. I, I think he might have even broken his hand that he did them so many times. So, mm. but I, I love that that Herb Dean, if it, if it was Herb Dean, uh, was really pointing that out and g- gave warnings. I'd like <laughs> to, to, to continue to think before two warnings for these eye poke things well, and then and then it's a point deduction. Using, both these guys were using the mummy guard yeah. the made, <laughs> made most popular by John Jones and De- and Daniel Cormier but bas- basically like you you'll see got you'll see folks do a it, you you train striking you can tell me what the impetus is but i assume that by holding their hand out 
at head level of their opponents with the fingers stretched out, they are basically guarding against their opponents moving in too fast because they don't want their opponent doesn't want to run into their fingers, but also easily knowing where their opponent is at for throwing uh, counters as a range finding tool. Yeah, if you if you stretch out your hands and your fingers like that, you know that there is going to be eye pokes. Yep. So and both guys were doing it. The mummy guard. On an amateur level, I I gave one warning and then I'll start to deduct points because it's very dangerous. So yeah, and, and, um, and yeah, amateurs, but, uh, did, amateurs did you, did you, are not getting paid and <laughs> losing your eyes for the rest of your life. Did you get that these these open hand palm strikes from Blades, or am I making something up? I saw one. I saw one. I didn't think about it. I didn't think about it in terms of having a broken hand, though. I I saw one, and I was just like, oh, I think he's. I think it's. I think it was more like just trying to give Derek different looks while trying to figure out how to shoot for a yeah. takedown. And, I saw and, and, yeah. and mask that. I saw a lot of, of movement by Blades. Um, he tried to give Lewis some looks um, by by moving his hand, putting it up in the air, like a DS thing maybe a bit, but uh, Lewis was not biting on it. I think Lewis is the wrong guy to just faint outside, way out of reach. We saw that uh, in the last event too with, with someone who did that. So if you faint, there has to be some, sometime it has to be something behind it. Otherwise, a guy knows that you're out of reach and you just don't react. Lewis did that very, very good. Didn't react to any of the movements of, of, of um, Blades. Um, so yeah, that's... Your, your opponent, if you're going to do stuff like that, your opponent has to give a fuck. Yeah. Lewis is not a guy that gives a no. fuck. Yeah. Oh, excuse my language to our younger listeners. Vladdy's <laughs> uh, daughter tried to listen, and it was Vlad, it was Vladdy's, restricted. Vladdy is, is the host on the Swiss German mother tongue podcast, and uh, his daughter wanted to listen to Dad's podcast and was denied by Apple. <laughs> because denied. so the language is so bad. I I also. I also, but unsavory. Uh, um, what also stuck out to me, um, normally I don't like to listen to the commentary team. Um, most of the time I even turn it off because it's so annoying. But this time I let it, I let it slide sometimes. And Bisping um, had a good night, I think. And he told way, way before it happened what Lewis needs to do against, against Blades and the wrestling threat. Um, and he said it like a minute or two before that he has to threaten the uppercut. Um, and he also mm-hmm. indicated that Lewis is very, very fast with his hands, and that is true. His his right was powerful and very fast, and, and you can't detect it that easy. So Bisping was was on point here. Derek is Derek is absurdly good at the things he's absurdly good at. His strength is absurd, and his hands are really fast, and he does not care about it. Do, it just seems like like mentally he is there he knows what he's there to do and you're not gonna like even even in a in a fight like the one with Volkov which I think was three rounds with four seconds left in the third Derek was still there and landed and was still throwing and landed a punch mm-hmm. and knocked Volkov out after he lost three rounds yeah because Blades rounds. I can't Blades remember was, how long it was I'm not quite sure Blades was Blades was doing a good job he, he actually I think he had he had Lewis hurt with his, he had he had the good the good combinations with the the chaps the the one twos and the low kicks. He was he was mm-hmm. uh, really mixing it up quite well. He didn't have any takedown attempts, I think, in or not first, even threatening no. them. Yeah, maybe like a half-hearted one in the first. Yeah. I can't remember. 
Yeah. No, but it, it was it was stopped in the in the second round, and the stoppage. Go into that for me for a second, please. The stoppage of of the uh, in the Lewis fight. Yeah. Was uh, Lewis hit him with that hit him with the in, the uppercut as he as Blade shot for the takedown, knocked him down, and then followed up with two two more shots before Herb got there. I mean, Blades Blades was KO'd on the feet. He was that that takedown attempt that was so when he bad. He went down. When Blades fell in the replay, you can see Blades falling. His entire his leg is entirely straight and unbending. He is out on his feet. He is falling like a tree out of that takedown. His straight straight leg with no reaction in it, just cold, just like falling over like yeah, he's he, like he's a tree. I think and, he has to blame. I think he has to blame himself because that that takedown entrance he did with his face. Parallel to the oh, yeah. to the to the floor, no way of seeing what happens when he's he, he just was rushing forward, and Lewis timed that that uppercut perfect, and he was out the second it hit. Then he you he, cannot play with Derek no. Lewis's power, man. And he dropped. Just cannot do that. <laughs> and Derek was I I counted three heavy heavy shots, um, mm-hmm. maybe a bit Dan Henderson like, maybe a bit too much. I, I was it was funny. Semi funny that after the the fight was stopped, uh, Derek Lewis basically pointed out that it was all Herb Dean's. That the, the last three shots were Herb Dean's fault because he said that Herb Dean was standing too far away and couldn't stop it fast. Blades enough. Blades corner was yelling at Lewis after the fight was stopped. I guess. Uh, okay, I didn't get. Yeah, that I didn't was, get that. that. That was particularly because they felt that that was particularly egregious. That damage and. Lewis basically said, "That's that's her. I'm not here to stop myself. Herb Dean is here to stop me." He is um, somewhat right. Continued, he continued that line of reasoning in the post fight. <laughs> I watched this morning, where he's basically said, "Like, I can't, I can't let that guy get back up. I'm here to win. I'm here to throw until the ref stops me." Yeah, he's somewhat right, but I think these these shots you can control yourself so much that you see that that this guy is completely. Oh out. yeah, he could have he could have he could have not thrown but as hard. Some way in sure. a pro in a pro fight, I'll give him I give him the 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 thing he wanted to say that okay, you you really only stop when the ref stops you. So that's another thing why you need a good ref, a fit ref that can run, that can position himself quite good. Some of the refs don't seem fit enough to be fast enough to stop such a thing. But yeah, that's that was that was, was an really, amazing KO. So watch the Lewis Blades fight. It was a really surprising night. Well, surprising, not surprising, I guess, that there was such a dis- discrepancy in refereeing and such a discrepancy in judging as well there were some judges cards that were absurd um if you go on mma decisions after you watch some of these decisions and look at the judges cards you'll just be like what the yeah. f so what, what is um, it going to take to get you to vegas to do a contender series night to uh as a kind of a uh quick on the job interview in front of dana what do you think? How do you feel about that? For, for me, or for I, I don't get the question. Yeah, yeah for you, nothing. You, you don't. You don't want to go. You don't want to go work UFC cards. Sure, I'll pay for it. <laughs> 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 um, where Where does um, that put Derek Lewis in your in your book? He has a four fight win streak. He in the post fight he called. I think it was quite smart. He called out John Jones, which 
will never move up to heavyweight, but let's be that a topic for another day. And he also called out Stipe. If we're going to talk about imaginary fights... Oh, um, of, of course. Sorry, I, I forgot. I, 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 give you, I give you the music of the imaginary fight. One second. Oh, thank you. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. My pure imagination is going to tell me that Derek fights the winner of this upcoming main card, uh, main event on yes. the next card. Rosenstreich is going to fight yeah. Rosenstreich, um, and they are ranked third and seven by the UFC. Derek is ranked. Blaze is ranked two, and Derek is ranked four. Derek just won against the number two ranked guy. Number three and seven are about to fight. Those two winners are going to match up. I did have my friend Fojo, who's a listener, uh, hit me up and said, you know, this has got to be a title shot for him next, right? And I said, I nope. mean, yes, except Stipe and Francis are booked and John Jones is coming up. And if you're the UFC, you got to make money. The easiest way to make money is to have John Jones fight the winner of Stipe Francis. Right. Let's, let's do. I'll, I'll pencil it down. Will John Jones ever fight at heavyweight? Oh, I'm gonna say yeah. He okay. wants some money. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say no. Money. I'm gonna say no. Really? Yeah. Really? That guy. You can't wow. believe anything that guy says. Did you hear? Did you he hear used, that he that he um, started his I, his thing again? That he said, yeah, I'll my, maybe I'll fight heavyweight, but you, they have to pay me uh, now. Yeah, 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 I know. Uh, let me let me put it this way. I think John Jones fights at heavyweight because he he needs a paycheck. That someday he will need a paycheck. Yeah. I mean, is there is there something else he's doing for money that I'm not aware of? No, but he do he does his bike rides and his bow bow hunting stuff. That's not that expensive, I think. He'll get bored. I mean, ammunition is ammunition is cheap, but it's not that cheap. <laughs> Okay. You know, do you need to? I mean, I don't think he makes his own bullets. He probably needs to go buy bullets now and then to go shoot guns. I, I, I imagine he wants a paycheck someday. I'd, I'd say um, so, but and and I, I think, I think that 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 paycheck to be maximized will be a pay per view main event at heavyweight against the heavyweight champion, whoever that is at the time. I mean, that would be a logical um, thing that his first fight at heavyweight has to be against the champion, no matter who it is. That's that's what I would do. I yeah. mean, I imagine it's going to be Stipe, but it's heavyweight. Anything can happen and often does. So yeah, we'll Stipe, Stipe also proved to be a bit of a, a difficult, let's say, client in order to book fights. I'm, I'm checking his record as oh, we speak. I think guys, he fights once a year or something like that. He so. does. He fights once a year. He would rather be firefighting. I think he fights for the money. For um, sure. Sure, I'm sure he likes the competition and he's a competitive dude, but um, yeah, I I imagine that it's mostly about getting that big paycheck once a year. Yeah, he fought he fought three times in 2016, once in 17, twice in 18, once in 19, once in 20. So yeah, steep pace also, in. but. Okay, that is the, the pure imagination sequence. Anything else on uh, Blades versus Lewis? A card that was more fun to watch and had more takes than I ever imagined or dreamed of. That is two weeks in a row that a card has been more fun to watch and has more going on than I would ever dream of as well. So I expect this week will be let down, but hopefully not. No, I, that, 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 I think you about covered it. 
Yeah. So watch um, watch we these can get two. Get deep into everything, but we'll need to do more than one podcast a week if we're going to get deep into every <laughs> UFC happens. Um, we have three options now. We, I think we can't go into anything. Three. What 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 would be your your most wanted? Do you want to go in your fight fuck weekend, or in the next weekend's card, <laughs> Rosenstruck versus Garni, uh, or do you want me to? Shortly recap the interview we did with Stephanie Ecker, the Swiss UFC fighter last week in Swiss German in the you, other podcast. You interviewed Stephanie Ecker. She has had one UFC fight thus far, but why don't you give our English listeners the big news? I mean, yeah, okay, the big news you could, I'm sure every one of you is, is watching her on Instagram if you don't follow her. <laughs> um, yeah, we did, we did a very nice interview with her. Um, she was very honest and very down to earth so we covered a lot of space in the interview basically she's also of the opinion that she she needed more amateur fights she hadn't had enough it's very difficult for female fighters in europe in her weight class to find someone so she had to move to the pro circuit too fast in her opinion um, her last mm -hmm. fight, her UFC she, debut she was... at 125 or 135? 135. 135. Um, she also said that her last fight, it was a two-week thing, two weeks notice, but one and a half weeks of this was um, managing the bubble. So she had to do medical tests and she had to go into quarantine and she had to fly to Abu Dhabi. She was quarantined three other on, days she fought on cte island yes in c yeah wait cte island this is cte island she, this ain't fight island. so she has so this is like this is like her fifth or sixth professional fight correct she gets called up to the ufc with two weeks notice yeah and basically has to spend the entire two weeks not prepping for tracy cortez but in quarantine doing medical and then getting to abu dhabi 100 percent correct she had she yeah. couldn't train. She had to stay three days in the hotel room. That was really strict. She was reaffirming that she had, she was tested during these three days. She was tested five times. Mm -hmm. She um, got, the, got the swab way up the nose. And of yeah. course, she was not happy with the performance. Neither were we. And she promises now that for for her next fight, which is scheduled for around the end of may as she said that she has a full training camp she knows who her opponent is couldn't tell it because the opponent has not signed the mm -hmm. contract so far but she thinks that is a beatable opponent um she gave something away i think she said that he, she wanted to do a proper training camp and invite some strikers some thai boxing yeah. girls she trains with so maybe a striker not quite sure so a real training camp yeah, uh, and it sounds like the fight is booked, but is not finalized. No, she so she even doesn't know she doesn't know the location. The UFC, she's got another UFC fight, even though Tracy Cortez beat her. Yeah, she's got a real she's got an actual UFC fight with a real lead time. So, so she's now in training yeah. camp. That's I know great. This this That's time awesome. we can we can really judge her performance if she's as good as we sh as we sh think she is because yeah she is the adcc europe champion she's a U judo multiple judo european champ that's where her experience is um yeah but she doesn't even know the location it could be abu dhabi she said it could be singapore that's something well, the ufc is talking about or vegas so yeah 
I am so fired up for a Singapore card because that would hopefully mean Wei Li Zhang is also getting yes. booked. We need we need so. another Wei Li Zhang fight. So yeah, she 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 went into that and just uh, she loves chocolate. <laughs> Excellent, she a loves, Swiss person that loves chocolate. Amazing, I love it. But I sh- I think it's more of a. It's not. It's not. Uh, it's more than she loves her boyfriend. I think she loves chocolate more. So that's. It's, it's something. It's something quite serious for her. So. Okay. Well, when when we get the care packages together to send over to <laughs> Zurich from Seattle, I'll make sure I get some local chocolate company yes. chocolates in there. You can deliver to her <laughs> as thanks and for one, one the small, recap on the English podcast. <laughs> one small factoid for for closing up that interview recap. Um, earlier, uh, when she was in judo, um, she thinks judo helped her uh, coping with the nerves now in the UFC. And she also said that she hated Nevasa, the, the ground in judo. But now is discovering more and more that most of the techniques that actually were, were taught to her in judo would be perfect for MMA. And she's a bit sad that she wasn't more into it um, that time. So that is a hint that judo has a has deep roots in in grout finding, which is which basically has been taken out because of the Olympic time limit. I think it's twenty seconds or thirty seconds you can spend on the ground. But that's an interesting insight. I thought that she thinks that these Nevasa techniques would be something very valuable for for judo uh, for for MMA competition. The the arm bars, the arm bar, and the submissions in MMA, and especially in the UFC, if you're a casual fan, um, is generally described to you as being jujitsu, but. You do need, like, if you go back a couple years to when Ronda was on top and very popular, Ronda was a judo player, but Ronda was an armbar, was the was the armbar queen, right? Yeah, so that is a technique it, that also works in judo. But yeah, she 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 went into it and said that there is a lot of techniques we we don't even know about or they're not trained enough, but they could very well work and be implemented into an MMA game. Sure. So that was basically I the the Stefan Ecker. Yeah, that's the Stefan Ecker interview. Awesome. Uh, the the uh, the LFA card that I watched on Friday night can be summed up in a single image. So I sent you the image, and you have, I think, made it the cover of this episode. I have the the <laughs> the cut person. Uh, maybe they forgot their end swell, or maybe they never had one. But I believe they found a piece of aluminum framing in the corner of the venue and used that as an end swell. So I sent, I screenshotted that and sent you that for your image, and late, late led me to the question: Has Pinky the Cut Woman at your Rise and Debut Amateur MMA events ever forgotten her end swell and used something found in the corner? I'd say, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, the, the end swell looked like uh, something MacGyver would do. That's, oh, I forgot, a, I forgot the it, end swell and uh, there is something which, which is a bit heavy and cold. Let's use this. Yes, it was a piece of extruded aluminum. Looked like a piece of frame for a stage or something like that. Oh, Pinky, your reference is, is our, our cut woman. Um, she's a, a pro. Fr- she's friend of the show. Friend of, friend the, show. of the show. Thank you, the cut woman. Uh, and she, of course, never forgets her stuff. She's very professional. So <laughs> I'll, I'll ask her when I see her next time if uh, if she wants to maybe see try it out can, because maybe it's better. So you don't know. See if you can email her that picture just to ask her what <laughs> she do, thinks. I'll do I that. I'll, to, I'll give you. I'll give you a feedback. I mean, honestly, like she's the only cut person I am even tangentially associated with by knowing you. So 
hopefully she has an opinion and we can share that on the next yeah, show. Yeah, I'll send her that as we speak. So I'll, I'll give you the reaction either during the show or, or a bit afterwards. I love it. Awesome. Okay. Speaking of friends of the show, I have one small thing. Um, we won't go into the Rosenstreak gone thing, I think, but, but one short thing. Um, let's go into that first. Sorry. Uh, let's go into um, Rosenstreak versus gone. Uh, there is one person yes. on that card we have to mention, and I'll give the honors to you. Angela Overkill Hill. No. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. I have to mention her because I was looking at the card again today and realized she was on it, fighting someone she has already beaten back in 2017. So that's exciting for me. I'm excited to watch her. Sure, no, me too. The, no. the comeback. Don't call it a comeback of Magomed Ankalaev. He is out of the Eon Ion Kutalaba purgatory he has been stuck in for the last year. <laughs> thanks, and he's God. back to fight someone someone not named Kutalaba. Yeah, thanks, uh, Do you have Magomed's uh, intro music queued up? Nope. Can I'm, we just put that on as yeah, a bed? I'll, I'll, I'll make it. I'll, 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 I think I can, I can queue that up here. You won't hear it. But our listeners will hear it. I'll also put it into the show notes. That's the reason why we're so hyped for for Magomed, either because we we of course think his skills are very high and he's a proper contender for the title, but also the walkout music of him is is something to behold. Let me let me see if I can play it. Whilst you get it, I will talk about Magomed for a second. He's actually the co-main on this card next week, and my one of my favorite MMA gifts I have ever found and gift was. Magomed on his knees, executing a double leg, I think a double leg takedown of a Scottish guy, I think his name, uh, his light heavyweight uh, submission artist was Paul Paul Craig. Craig? Yes, he executed a takedown from his knees against Paul Craig, uh, which was just insane like strength yeah, he'll, to not even use his leg muscles to do that. He'll so also great. fight Nikita Krylov on the, on the card and I'm really looking forward to it. I have it queued up here. I'll, I'll play it on your channel so you won't hear it, but the, the listeners will hear it. Oh, as long as the listeners hear it, we're here for the listeners. We're not really here for me. Let, I could do this with my dog if I let, really Let me play to. it now. Just talk about MMA. Yeah, do it. If that doesn't pump you up, I don't know what will. Get fired up. Okay. I'm fired up to see him. <laughs> and of course, we have Rosenstreak versus Gone, which is also a... That, that's another... Uh, let's call it a heavyweight tournament the UFC is doing at the moment. Sure. Let's call it that. It's, <laughs> I think it's, 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 another, it's another heavyweight fight, the fifth in two weeks, and it could be really fun, and we'll watch it. And if it's not really fun, it's okay because Ankalaev, Ankalaev is on right before it, and three fights before Ankalaev is Angela Hill versus Ashley Yoder. Yeah, that's Angela a sneaky. That's a sneaky good card. Yeah. Maybe Angela Hill even TKOs her. I don't know. Let's find out. Hopefully, her ankles are okay. So I'm I'm excited. This card's actually really quietly a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun stuff on this card. Yeah, you have, you have Rosenstruck versus Gone. You have Rivera versus Munoz, which is good. You you mentioned Hill. I always love Caceres. Um, what what else we have? We have Alexander Hernandez is back against Moises, which is also in the sneaky best good. In MMA. Yep. Some of these will it's fall great. through, of course, but yeah. 
Some of these will fall through. Maybe some of the ones that fell through yesterday will be on this card. Who knows? So, oh, I, we didn't talk about the craziest uh, the craziest uh, start and end to a fight oh, that we have seen in the UFC. Yeah, please, please go into Was it. it. Skelly? Yeah, Skelly, Chas, right? Chas Skelly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Skelly, Skelly was waiting in the cage, but he had no opponent. I have never seen anything like it. Jamal Emmers had a back spasm in back, and uh, that was fight was off. Um, Skelly was pretty bummed because he made the walk, was asking for his win bonus. I have a feeling since the fight didn't actually happen, he doesn't get his win bonus, but hopefully Dana yeah, I hope he did. Part, I put, I put that I put that win on the Stranger Thing of the Year award category. I started just because of that fight because I have never seen anything like it. I have I've, um, seen that people just disappear. They maybe they, they get afraid or something like that, and they don't they don't wait t- until their fight starts. But you get you properly um, get get a. <laughs> You know it before, but this Skelly was walking out. He was waiting in a cage, and then somebody told him that Emmers can't compete, and the fight was was ended there. So, never seen anything like it. Didn't didn't a heavyweight like slip on some pipes in an affliction event in like the early two thousands? Yeah, Randleman, uh, Kevin Randleman once slipped on pipes in the in the back of the of the thing, and he couldn't fight. But I think he was the first to walk out. So his his opponent wasn't okay. in the cage and and basically was ready to fight and, and his music was playing and it was it's it, yeah we uh, good luck you thought about it because that is that is crazy. Man, I showed some people, I showed some friends, some Randleman, one like recently. What a scary looking dude, man! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we can go. We can have some some history lessons. Maybe some some of our listeners will send us a Kevin Randleman fight to break down. That would be fun. One can wish, um, if <laughs> talking about uh, imaginary tournaments, friend of the show, Benjamin Brando, uh, Swiss pro MMA fighter, we also had on the Swiss German show. <laughs> he, um, he, he sent me a message and said, how I can hate on these tournaments. He loves the Bellator tournament, how of course. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> he threatened They're me, They're giving you something to love and you hate on it. <laughs> At least he. At least you get called out by professional fighters that you know, like Benjamin El Scaletto Brander. So basically, friend of the show. <laughs> so basically, thank um, you, Benjamin. Benny, um, this is the same. The UFC is doing a tournament now with heavyweights. You don't know if They're they just, will fight. Uh, it's it's not written in a bracket, but it's, it's the same. Don't listen to him, Benny. Don't listen to him. <laughs> He's full of shit. Yeah, this is, but this is this is nowhere near as good as the Bellator light heavyweight tournament. Enjoy, yeah, no, yeah. Actually, I I I told it in the last podcast. I tried so hard to hate on the Bellator light heavyweight tournament, but now I really do like it. Yeah, Although it. calling it a tournament is still a stretch for me and my brain. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's semantical. This this Fine. card next week is sneaky good, and also that, that's that's something we always say, um, and not not to repeat Dana's tired line of oh, if you can't if you don't like it don't watch it and oh, you don't know until you see it. But um, this this fight card had some very good things. I I called these. Uh, this prelim card is the CTE prelim card of the year with five TKOs and KOs. So watch that. And watch Aspinall yeah. versus Olovsky and Lewis versus Blades. That was so much fun. And next weekend is very, very promising. 
Um, it's so it's like it's like there's a reason that you're going to find me watching LFA events on Friday nights. And it's it's it. it yes. Part of it is because I want to see if the cut person uses a piece of aluminum they found in the alley out back as a end swell. But also um, I wouldn't have known that Tony Ferguson's guy was going to get in there and use his opponent as a Wing Chun dummy for two and a half rounds and then choke him. But that's what happened. And Tony was in a guy's corner, and it was a really fun fight to watch. It was a beating, but it was still a really fun fight to watch. Um, Tom, Tommy, I think Tommy Aaron was his name. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, I think Tom Aaron was the guy's name. Trains with Tony and looked like a Tony Light kind of fighter. After not fighting for almost three years, used his opponent as a Wing Chun dummy and got it done. It was yeah, that's that's so, you have to. Be, you don't know until no. you watch. Nowadays, so if you have nothing else to do. Go ahead and watch. Yeah, you know, nowadays, nowadays you have to be a bit more smart watching fights. Um, hope we hope this podcast can be a bit of help to you. We'll point out the fights you should watch. The others you just skip over. We have we have a good friend in the in the forums. Uh, he's quite, I think he's quite younger than us, and he's making fun of us that we had to wait like six months between cards and just could talk about three fights, and now <laughs> it's fights every weekend. But it's it's mostly. Yeah, mostly it's fun to just watch it, and if 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 there is a boring fight, you just write emails to your corporate overlords. It's no it's no biggie. Totally, we'll fill you in, and we will take at least one amusing screenshot every single week to we, use as our we, cover. We try so hard to please you. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's change. We have we have ten minutes left. Let's change to um, the gossip boy segment, if that's okay for you. I'll play. I play a random sound. I'm not. I'm not sure what. What now? What we're going now? But I'm not a person, though. I'm not. I'm a fucking feeling, uh. and all of you guys are gonna feel it. I love it. Oh, I love Britain, it. Britain Hart. This this speech will be the best there ever has been. It's so good. Gossip so good. boys. What can we? What what was the gossip this this week? Um, we have the 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 thing we have to go into. Um, you say I'm the only person who likes it, so that's sufficient, I think. It's Ben Askren versus Jake Paul update. I mean, it's, it's your it's your Ben Askren is also a crypto bro. We found that out last week. So this week I tried to actually see what else was on his Twitter, and because crypto is doing. Crypto things. It's been entirely Bitcoin on his Twitter. So it's like link after link after link of Ben Askren on like cryptocurrency podcasts. Just like with he's sitting there quietly smiling like he does, waiting to make a joke. And the host of whatever podcast is just absolutely screaming about Bitcoin. And I make it like three and a half seconds and turn it off. So again, more crypto. And now I'm like, I feel it slowly infecting my mind. And I start like thinking to myself, huh, I wonder if I should set my gaming PC up as a Bitcoin miner and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so ben, I worry about my, I don't know if this is having a good or bad effect on my psyche at this point. But, ben Ben uh, needs us to give, give, needs to give us more bag work. Jake Paul needs to randomly assault people. We need, we need more uh, guys to, in order to keep this segment up, the, the favorite segment they, of this show. It, they are they are in a content circle jerk making content for their own content and we're making content off their content so we so. will continue to keep an eye on their social media in case any crazy things happen in the meantime do you even know when that fight is supposed 
happen? Do they have a date? No, I don't care. We will find out the week it happens because we have this segment every week. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I have no idea either. Any um, other any other gossip you you want to go into? There is a link to a UFC.com uh, uh, slash URL. Uh, UFC.com slash best seats where you as a fan can enter to win <laughs> can enter to win a plexiglass cube with easy chairs and merchandise to watch UFC 259. The merchandise and it absolutely amazing. Go go into that. I, I go into like, I, I'll I'll go into the merchandise selection. There is the horrible Conor McGregor so doll good. you can have. You can have yeah, um, pillows the, the with stuff, UFC. The plush. Yeah. yeah. The, and like and like you're like you're like you're like stainless steel water bottle with the UFC logo on it and stuff like that. But they will fly you to Vegas. You and a friend, hopefully, uh, hopefully, uh, uh, you have a friend that is willing to do this because I don't. I I think I, I I think I could find someone, but I'm just not sure I'm willing to do this. But uh, they will fly you. They will I, give you a hotel. I'd go they will in, put a you in a plexiglass, and they will put you in a plexiglass cube of some sort, so you are <laughs> physically. I'm... It looks like, dude. It looks like those goddamn cubes they put people in when they go to court in Russia. I take it personally that you say With... you, you don't even know that you have a friend wanting to go, and I'm sitting right here. So let's. I... <laughs> I hope you go. Please don't invite me to go with you. I don't think I can do it. I don't think because you will be on the broadcast over and over again on two fifty nine. I, I don't. I don't want that kind. I of I look dapper. I look excited. I'll woo for you. I'll do anything you need me. Do you think that if you woo from inside the cube, they haven't sound deadened it so that your woo can't escape? No, no, they will hear me. I'll make sure. <laughs> So it's not even a cube. It's not even like you're just in some easy chairs on a cube. You have your own platform. They have already built it in the apex three weeks early so that they can get all this film on it. You're on your own platform elevated so you can see into the cage. It's perfect. They've got to be really close, like within 25, 30 feet, right? Yeah, it's perfect. You don't know feet. Shoot. Meters. Yeah, it's, it has to think? be. It has to be like ten ten meters away. It's very close. It's it's the perfect yeah. setup. Just check it out. I'll I'll link it in in the show notes as usual. Uh, let us know what you think and let us know if you would win. And let me know if you take you if you'd take me with you because Luke wouldn't. So Matt Matthias needs to go and and be there for this. <laughs> needs, to give, needs to give MMA love the extra push that it deserves. We'll make an MMA love T shirt if you do win. Um, we're all we're um we're changing from from gossip boys now um to to the final segment to the Luke segments. We've got five minutes left. I'll play I play a short clip. Your your favorite clip? Yeah, I feel like my ankle's gonna snap. Good, that's what you want. That's that was <laughs> Angela Hill, friend of the show. Good. Good, that's what you want. I hope her ankles are okay for next week. I'm sure she's doing. Me fine. too. <laughs> it's your it's your segment. It's Luked. What did you do with it? What what is what was your plan doing with this segment? Uh, just, uh, I think that the segment originally started as a thing that you make you give me homework and I watch insane shit on the internet. And the 
it, it is kind of escalated to like whatever we can't fit into other places we're going to talk about here. Um, but you did give me a little bit of homework this week when you sent me a link to Khabib's new protein line, FitRoo. FitRoo? F-I-T-R-O-O by Khabib. FitRoo by Khabib. Protein, protein bars that look like lumps of charcoal. And I'll... apparently... I can't get, I would have to order like two cases to get them. Apparently, you know somebody who's already ordering them. Yes. So good. you're going to be the guinea pig this time, my friend, not me. Yes, a good, a good friend of mine, um, also a, a guy that is involved in the fight game here. Um, he actually imports the Fitru, which the, the name, I, I, I'll talk to Khabib when I see him um, because that is bad branding, but I, I'll do the the thing um, you would actually need to do, and I'll order some Fitru bars, and I will eat them, yes. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'll let you know yes. how they are. Awesome. We will have a picture of a real-life lump of charcoal masquerading as a protein bar. Uh, I did mention this to my wife, and she immediately asked me what kind of protein is it, crickets or collagen or what? It did say two grams collagen on the bar, but the bar is like 17 grams. So I don't know where the other 15 grams are coming from. So hopefully you can get your Google Translate out on your phone and translate that Russian script that's on there and figure out what exactly the protein I'll, is. I'll get in all bars. the information uh, you would need. I, I'm As you speak, I'm writing that do the message on Instagram and um, I love it. I'm, I'm ordering it. So Are you doing it from the MMA Love Instagram or for the show or are you doing it from your own no no i'm doing it for my personal show but i'll reference mma love um in hope perfect. that he'll send me some for free <laughs> perfect yes we got it if he yeah, sends it to it. me for free i'll plug his brand how about that of course of course <laughs> yes um yeah Take other any, other i mean maybe if it's good maybe khabib wants to talk about his protein bars on the show i promise i khabib if you come on and talk about your protein bars i will not ask you if you are retired or not i will leave you alone no he will will talk slow solely about his protein bar i i, I, yep. I might have to talk to him about the branding um can you give us an update on the uroboros coffee uh it is ordered I have communicated with the coffee shop. Did a little, did a little investigating, a little journalisting on my own. The coffee shop is closed, but it only says temporarily closed in Google Maps. So I did a little emailing, a little communicating. They say they have shipped it, but I have not yet received it. So once I do, I will make some coffee and let you know if it's good. Hopefully, this is only a temporary setback for them. I. Uh, I don't want to get too down in the dumps, but it is tough all around the world for everybody with a small business and hard to keep the lights on and the doors open. So hopefully this is just a side effect of Corona and they get to open the doors back up someday soon. Um, but they did get right back to me when I emailed, they got back to me within the hour and said, Hey, we shipped it should get to you today or tomorrow. Tomorrow it didn't come. So hopefully it comes on Monday because the mail here we're, in America we're looking has forward been to it. slow. So one last thing good. we have to do on the Luke segment. Yes. I, I think you're dancing around a bit, but um, we had Britain Hart. We had Knuckle Mania. We had a tale of the tape with a special measurement they gave us. The tale of the tape has, has fist size on it. 
and the page the page Van Zant and Britain Hart fist sizes page with 24.5 centimeters of fist size and Britain Hart with 25 centimeters of fist size. Everything else is in inches on the tail of the tape. It's only fist size that is in centimeters. Maybe when they were measuring fist size, they only had a wardrobe tape measure that had uh, centimeters metric on it and no English measurements. Um, I don't I didn't know what to make of it. And then that immediately sent me down a rabbit hole of after the, the post-fight stats of strikes thrown and dividing that by fist sizes to get strikes thrown per centimeter and strikes landed per centimeter and such. But I didn't know how they came to the centimeters because 25 centimeters is about uh, about 11 inches uh, or so. So, um, so what did I do? Well, I went and I talked to my wife. I said, what is this? How, can you help me figure this out? She said, I have a wardrobe tape measure. I said, give me it. We're going to measure your fists. So we me- I measured my wife's fists this morning before the podcast. And if you take the tape measure and you measure from around the knuckles down and underneath the thumb and back up to the knuckles, her fist actually came out to be almost 22 centimeters. Which, so I think they're measuring, maybe they're, I think maybe they're adding on a centimeter here or there. It's possible because my wife is about the same size and weight as Paige or Britain. But I'm wondering if that is fist size. It's measured a take a wardrobe tape measure and wrap it around your fist and we'll get a measurement of sort of the, I guess, diameter of your fist. And that's what they're giving us. Yeah, it could be diameter, circumference, 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 circumference of your fist. Um, maybe it's also possible they just made it all up. But then when you think about it and you think about the size of Tony Ferguson's fists, you have to kind of wonder how well he would do in bare knuckle. So you, you went the whole length for it. And I think that, um, that, that is, I I can't really give a comment to that. You, you did all that. You really went to your wife, you measured her fist size, you compared it, you calculated it in centimeters. And I think that's a good end this point. Entire, that's a good, that's a good end point for the show. <laughs> the only thing I will say, the only thing that I fibbed a little bit about there was asking my wife. It was more me saying, I don't understand how any of this works and my wife telling me how it works. So that's a little more honest. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll one day, one day I'll swap you out with your wife and we'll, we'll do the MMA podcast with your wife. It might be it might be something <laughs> i will absolutely lose a job at that point <laughs> <laughs> look we're already more than an hour in um anything oh we God. we didn't we didn't um brush or went over no thank you for listening to everybody who is listening and still with us it's been a lot of fun doing this and i hope to keep doing it for a long time next Uh, week benjamin knowing that knowing that benny brander is harassing matthias whenever he hears something he doesn't like come out of his mouth just warms my heart yeah i'm a bit i'm a bit afraid that that will that will continue but um we'll we'll do our best i'm just i'm just going to encourage it right now thank you el skeleto (laughs) i appreciate it if you Um, if you want if you want to harass me as well you can you can reach the podcast at instagram.com slash mma love podcast facebook.com slash mma love podcast um you can listen on all the podcast platform platforms you can 
Find us on whatever platform you want, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we love to hear from you. Don't forget the thing at the start. If you want us to break down a fight you find, um, send it to us. We'll do that next time. So thanks for listening and see you next week. See you next week, pal. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.